You You are are now now listening listening to The The Black Black Spark, Spark, a podcast about actively balancing healthy relationships, mindful parenting, and mental and physical wellness in this this crazy crazy world. world. I guarantee that I will spark the the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. Welcome to The Black Spark. Welcome to The Black Spark. I'm your host, Nia. And I'm your host, Adai. And it's been... Crazy, <laughs> crazy. It's been a crazy week. Yo, so it's been a crazy week, and, <laughs> and like literally, do you remember my mother's surgery was this past I had, Tuesday? I, I did not this remember past, that. Tuesday, apparently Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday was my mother's surgery. Wow. So it's been within the last seven days, and every day has been like a vortex. Yeah, it just gets sucked in. <laughs> I had a privilege. I, I live a privileged life in this extent. Um, I was able to become my mother's night nurse. Yes. Tuesday night, I slept in a guest room. I took care of her overnight. And um, the Helped very, to the bathroom. Yeah, the all bathroom. The stuff you need to do when someone. And honey and yes. everything. And she was like on drugs. So it was Dude, really different to see my mother up on, on them tweeds and things. Yeah, and I went a, a few days later, we realized the pain was setting in and we did. We was on drugs on purpose. <laughs> First it was unintentional. Then it was like I was like, yeah, my you need to take this. Yes. So too much. And then we had Juneteenth. Oh, shout out to Juneteenth for becoming a national federal <laughs> holiday. <laughs> we appreciate out. we appreciate the small wins. It, it does not wins. stop the hustle. It we is still definitely need to a fight for W. <laughs> we need to fight for all the things we've been fighting for. We ain't, we didn't ask for you to write Black Lives Matter on the street. Yo, we didn't even we didn't, ask for Juneteenth. I think they did actually. Who asked for that? I think it's been in the works for like a decade. And I, th- <laughs> I think people have been saying, "Yo, don't celebrate July Fourth the way you celebrate it." I don't know. I feel like the legislation was there. I didn't. I didn't even I go. Even I didn't even go look into it I because I was know. like, okay, yay, fine, yay. But other people have been like, "What the fuck we look like? Yeah, White people get to take off the day of work <laughs> to celebrate a day <laughs> that commemorates black oh people." Oh my god! Finally being released from, <laughs> from involuntary servitude. Oh wow. my goodness! Yeah. So there's that weird flex, federal gov. Yes. Weird flex. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll take it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened to you this week? Or anything else you'd like to share? I mean, can I talk about the Juneteenth party? Yeah, we yeah, had an awesome so, party, a block party. Shout yes, out to Brian Henry. Yes, but I want to give us in West LA Maids a fat shout out for being the official cleaning company of the Behead Block Party this year. Yay! Right? So, <laughs> shout out to Cousin Aaron for the hookup. Good luck, fam. Good luck. Shout out to Lulu, the event planner. Yes. Planager. Planager, <laughs> extraordinary, extraordinary. <laughs> She's extraordinary. And then we had—I mean, it was a fun party. It was mm-hmm. really fun to be party. out. Lots of yes. melanin, just so much melanin. I mean, I, people twerking to melodies from heaven. I mean, I this is like, what, what I live for. <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah, I haven't been to a black party in so long. All they had was henny. And they had crawfish egg rolls. Yes, that I was, was like, tasty. Oh my goodness! Now the next day, we ain't gonna talk about it. How it, it went in. Oh, good. it happened to you. It went in well. Oh, I was good. Oh no, we didn't know. Didn't make wow. it right away. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how was your Father's Day? Father's oh, Day for father's all day. the men Yo, and fathers out there. How was your Father's Day? These kids is wild. So like, I like. So they were wonderful to me. Nice. They. They offered me the option to get my surprises, or did I want to go on a scavenger hunt? <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever y'all want to do, surprise me. So they came out with clues. Nice. They came out with clues written on these lovely pieces of paper. Construction paper. Construction y'all. paper. 
and I had to I had to go to different parts of the house, <laughs> and they had my gifts were drawings that each of them had done, which all of them have they leveled broke. up. Them, them kids they ain't broke. got no money. They ain't got no money, <laughs> right? All of them have leveled up in their drawing skills, and yes. they put treasures in different parts of the house which was lovely yeah. and so i got to unroll them they had wrapped in rubber bands yeah. and all these beautiful drawings that they did for me all about the funny things that i do like the video games and watching star trek and watching star trek <laughs> and, and like rainbows and shit and me and my son holding hands it was Aww, lovely with what looks like an amoeba no that in fact <laughs> is a hamster because it's my favorite animal he said party foul major party foul i was like okay we'll talk about that later oh my god but it was nice it was just a pleasant day yeah it was a very pleasant day and you hooked it up with the with the with the dinner so good looks and a tasty dinner i like lobster rolls well i'm glad you had a wonderful father's day shout out to all the fathers out there like i said send us a email dm let us know how your father's day was yes please let's talk about them damn kids them damn kids let's talk about them damn kids We are super excited you yeah, have yeah, yeah. my the, cousin the amazing the amazing the awesome the awesome the articulate yes he the, speaks so well the prolific <laughs> khalil hayward yes <laughs> clap, clap check clap check come through cuz come through cuz introduce yourself hey, happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> he came in yes tell us who you are where you're from and what you do mm-hmm. oh I'm, I'm my name's khalil hayward i am from brooklyn new york when and raised I am a uh, a writer and editor. Currently, uh, do social media editing for the Daily Mail, as well as a columnist for Ebony Magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and whatever else, you know, I'm for hire. I'm like a mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> a mercenary with the deadly like, pen. With a deadly pen. I like it. Oh, my goodness. Well, Khalil has been a super fan since we first yes, started. Yes. Oh, my goodness. A year and a half ago now. Wow. Yo, full transparency. A lot of those um, Ask a Die questions was coming from Khalil and other folks in the past. Like, so, like, we was like, you our audience of one. <laughs> Back in our humble <laughs> beginnings. Yeah, we're still, yeah. we're still in the humble beginnings. But yeah, it's, yeah, fine. Sure. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> So, like I was saying, Khalil's been a super fan since day one, uh-huh, and uh-huh. he loves the Them Damn Kids, kids. segment. So, we're yeah. just going to roll right into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, I'm going to get straight to the most recent one, which I thought was hilarious, right? And mm-hmm. so, on Friday, Nia was in a meeting, right? And my mom comes out, and she's doing whatever with the kitchen with me. Kyrie came out by himself. Mm-hmm. Poppy, can I run around for a little bit? Yeah, sure, whatever. But your mother's in a meeting. Be quiet. You can just run around. So he ran in the circle in the living room. And then I'm doing whatever I'm doing in the kitchen. And Tatum joins him. Out of the side of my eye, I see Kyrie and Tatum spinning and running. And then they starting to scream. And then they're getting louder and louder and spinning like a ro- ring around a rosy. And I was like, yo, you're mad loud. I said, what did I tell you you could do, Kyrie? He goes, um, run. I was like, yeah. And right now, you're running and screaming and spinning. And I already told you, your mother's in a meeting. Could, do you hear yourselves? And, and Tatum was like, yeah. I said, are you loud? And Kyrie was like, yeah. I said, so what should you do? And TJ goes, quiet down. And at the same time, Kyrie goes, uh, stop hearing ourselves. <laughs> I said, wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So my mother's there. She's standing right next to me. No, your aunt, right, Killer? My mother goes, what? What? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, yo. So I said, I said, Kyrie, first of all, that's really funny. <laughs> but it's really rude, son. I'm going to need you to not say stuff like that. That's really funny, son. But you are really rude right now. <laughs> Stop hearing ourselves is not the right answer. Oh my god, this boy. <laughs> the boy oh, is crazy. Good. The boy is crazy. So, this week was last week of school. Mm-hmm. And so, last day of school, we went to pick up, well, Dad went to pick up some treats and things that were left for the kids by their teachers because our kids have been home this whole time. So, <laughs> Dad brings these things home in their respective bags and. <laughs> Harry opens his, he got a few things. Tatum's, Tatum opens hers, and she goes, Whoa, I got so much more stuff than you! <laughs> no chill. No chill. Right? So in her bag, she had some fruit by the foot. And so I was teasing her, I'm going to eat your fruit by the foot. You know, I'm going to take it from you, blah, blah, blah. And so today, after lunch, they got to eat fruit by the foot. And so I broke it up for them in exactly three mm. <laughs> exactly three pieces, right? Gave one to Kyrie. Now he is not a big candy eater. He's not really into candy. So he peels it off of the of the paper and he puts it in his mouth and he tastes it and he don't like it. Background story. Kyrie has issues with people's <laughs> spit. I had asked him on Wednesday if I could have a bite of his sandwich. A bite? A bite. Just a bite. His sandwich. And he said no because he didn't want my slobber on it, right? From a bite, right? So he puts the fruit by the foot string in his mouth, don't like it, brings it over to me. It's like, Mom, you want to have it? <laughs> because I don't like it. And I'm like, how you going to give me the spitty side of your fruit by the foot uh-huh. that uh-huh. you no longer want? You don't like slobber. You don't like Why are you trying to give me your, I don't want your slobber? I don't want the spitty fruit by the foot. No, that's it's nasty. nasty. I took his spitty part off and right. I ate a bit and it that's was still so nasty. That's so gross. That's so gross. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Uh, yeah. You got a them damn kids about Khalil because Adai is significantly older than Khalil. Do you a have them a them damn kids about Khalil? No, I wish we could show the video of you. Oh my God, <laughs> of you when you was preaching on the steps, the one you sent me years ago. I love that episode. <laughs> that episode. <laughs> that episode of your life that I was watching like it was a show. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let it know, know if you knew if you remembered anything. That'll crack me up. I remember, I don't know if you remember when we came here to, you were here in the 84 Olympics with us? Yes? No? 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 I'm not not, not there yet. When are you born? I don't remember. Okay. I was 88. I was 88. Okay, I don't remember. My my mother tells me stories all the time about that trip, though. Say y'all stepped on the beach and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) She said y'all stepped on the beach. We did. Y'all shout. Yo, we drove down to Mexico, to Tijuana, because Tia Sandy wanted to get it crunk and just show us the spot. We ended up sleeping. I slept in the car. They slept on the beach because there was a freaking dog, free, roaming the beach. I'm not going to fall asleep on the beach in Mexico when there's a random dog floating around. I don't know what you're going to do to me in the night. I'm like eight years old. No. I slept in the car. My mother Bro, loved that story. Your mom's tits and they slept on the beach. I did not. <laughs> we That's didn't get in a hotel or nothing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
I was glad they let me do that. Nah, man, I wish we could splice in some of the stuff that you've done in the past. Like, talking about you going to marry Tony Braxton. I used to love that. <laughs> See, I don't, people think this is like She's a new thing. I've been on this since I was in single digits. I... <laughs> She's still single. You got a chance. You got a chance. I don't know. I, don't I want... think so. Yeah. He said, at least I think so. I mean, if Birdman had a chance, you wow. got a chance. Wow. Why you, I was just about to say Shots boo-boo. fired. Shots fired. Don't <laughs> boo-boo on the man. Trio. <laughs> yeah, Because he finished and we done. <laughs> that's, what I, that's, that's what I like. That one cracked me up. I know you've been around some of our younger cousins. You got any damn damn kids about crazy stuff they did? You know, I can't say, like, anything that they done. I mean, not or said, I should say. Mm. But I know one thing I always laugh about is... uh. I know we went we went to Panama one year in like 2000. BT was living there at the time. Right? Mm-hmm. He kicked it with us for like a day, so we you know we were with him. Took us to this pool. So it's myself, Janie, Shahida, it's, it's Keisha, it's Age. We just got to the pool and we're just walking along the poolside. We get to the deepest end where it says six feet, I think it was. Age just jumps in the pool. <laughs> and all, everyone else is staring at the pool like. <laughs> I guess she must know how to swim. <laughs> Yo. It didn't matter at that point. So he's just like, oh, hope it works out. It <laughs> was nobody just did anything. And then she eventually came back to the top, panicking, fighting. She came back, we pulled her out. <laughs> your brother knows how to swim, but he's like, yo, she was bugging. Like, I don't know if she jumped in or something. I said, like, what made me think it was the right time to jump in the pool? When we got to the deepest part of the pool, why didn't you read? She said she never saw it. <laughs> where we read and answer a question from you, our listener family. Send your questions to itstheblackspark at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at theblacksparkpodcast. All right, so Khalil is the second guest to our new segment, Ask a Dude. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Thank you for agreeing to do this with us. So, Khalil, you are, and I am too, a die is not, a millennial. (laughs) That means something. (laughs) So tell us, before I get to the ask to do, tell us a little bit about the millennial dating scene, as well as Mm. the millennial dating scene during COVID. I feel like what I experienced dating is not what everyone experiences. But I can tell you what. I hear people complain the most about. Right? <laughs> so, so you know, everything is very much. I feel like people. I think women feel like men don't give enough. They're not creative or with their approaches, and they don't put forth enough effort because things are so uh, made convenient now mm-hmm. with these apps, the swiping. You don't really have to work on things like generating conversation, things of that nature. So, I think I feel like. Dating in this age is like an era of uh, of it being very transactional. Yeah, mm. yeah. True. Even if it's always been transactional, it's like blatantly transactional. Mm. Now, 
You know? Mm-hmm. So if I had to put a stamp on it, I think that's what I would look at it as. I think most people would operate in that way. Everybody's hyper aware of, you know, their rights or what they bring to the table. Or you could choose any myriad of things. Like mm. people just have so much information that they judge every decision they make on. Mm. I don't think people just enjoy the process of like being curious about somebody, getting to know somebody, going with the flow. I think everything is like uh, nitpicky. Mm. that's a good way to put it I was gonna ask because I remember one of your friends I guess on on Twitter was like if she's not offering to pay by the I don't know by third or fourth date or something and it's time to let her go or something like that and I was like wait how do we determine this yeah 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 why why so what's the date number you know by by which I think it's vibes Mm. I think that's the answer to a lot of things in my generation anyway but seriously I think I think you know, you can just tell who's into you and who's not. Mm-hmm. I think very, I'm, I'm, I'll go more off of, uh, you know, I don't know, you, you go you go more off of patterns, like, and just, you know, you know people who do the, the simple things that'll show you that, that they're interested. Mm-hmm. They keep up with you. Nothing should be one-sided, you mm-hmm. know, so I, you know, if I, if I do plan a date, let's say, you never ever come with suggestions anytime, <laughs> you know, you might be interested, but I'm also not, I don't know how, how interested I am and having to do all this damn planning all the time. All the yeah. time, you know? every time. You know, and if someone's not offering to pay, it's like, I might not care the first three, four times, mm-hmm. but I'm going to realize it after a while. Like, yeah. Like, what's going on? So like, you want not even a tip? What's up, like? <laughs> it's a pattern you know? now. We're about to do this forever? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't think, you know, like I said, we, we look at it, both sides, men and women look at it through different lenses. And our priorities are different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but dudes are looking at like where they are using their resources. Yep. And they just want they want ROI. <laughs> yes. And it's like you know <laughs> they just want to be uh, good about how they spend their their, their time and end it with. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And women, women just you know they believe that they should be pursued. I'm not against none of that. Um, but some people just don't have the right idea about i guess what it is to like just date somebody mm. you know i think that's that, i think that's probably the biggest process. thing yeah and so what about dating during covid how has covid mm. affected the dating scene in new york city because i know new york was more stringent than some of the other oh, states please. yeah for me when, when, when the pandemic started I, I just didn't do anything it was just i just chilled mm. i think i think it, it did cause people to get more creative I think it, it, it helped people focus more on, like, conversations. But I just think, I think, you know, even stuff like this, doing video calls and stuff like that, I think people relied on those things to, to maintain some social balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Did you do any virtual dating? I did, like, I, I did, like, two, three virtual dates. But it was, it, I don't know, me, I, I, I like seeing people in person. So I never, like, like, the, the dates that they were, it wasn't even with the same people. It was, like, two or three different people. It wasn't mm-hmm. even, like something I would revisit again because it's just like, you know, I'm drinking wine here, you're drinking wine there. Just, I don't know. This wasn't enough for me. You know? <laughs> but it's, it's something to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so for this Ask a Dude question, I was reading on Twitter, um, a Virginia man dumped 80,000 pennies on yeah. his ex-wife's or ex-baby mama, whoever's lawn. To pay his last child support payment, <laughs> so <laughs> so 
$800 in pennies on the lawn. Okay, he hot, he 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 hooked up. First of all, he amassed. Yes, first of all, he acquired that. In a coin shortage, because we actually have a coin uh, right. shortage in this country, and particularly a penny shortage. But well, that's why we had a shortage. He had eighty thousand of them. <laughs> he he hitched a, a not a wagon, but like a a trailer bed to his SUV. Mm-hmm. Put the pennies in there, drove it to her house, lifted it up, let him fall out, whole thing. Um, so rude. The daughter who witnessed this happen, she got her friends to help her pick up the last <laughs> child support check of 80,000 pennies. And she took it to, and donated it to a um, domestic violence center. Oh, well, good for her. So I like her. Yeah. I think that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My ask a yeah. question. What do you think of this, this man and what he has been going through? I guess, I don't know how long it takes to plan this kind of thing. <laughs> but what do you think that says about not just him, but his relationship with the woman, his relationship with his child, and maybe just overall how men see child support? Uh, before we do that, I feel like this is a Saturday Night Live spoof. Is he black? <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. Okay, just just check. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to be let least, that be at known. At least he was not black presenting in the picture. Okay, so that's okay. what I'll say. Okay. I think it's safe to say that it's not a, a healthy relationship <laughs> with the child order, the child borrows. Um, oh wait, let me let me consider- let me let me stop you right there because he said he was hoping that this wouldn't cause any kind of a riff in his relationship with his daughter. He actually said that a quote from him. So yeah, but, yeah, but you know, <laughs> it, you, you will consider all of that before you do something like that. You know, obviously uh, her mom's has custody of her. They must be on prime terms. Of course, you be bothered by something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very curious as to why the daughter decided to send the money to a domestic violence women's shelter. Um, I don't know if it's indicative of that the failed relationship with her, with her parents, yeah. or if she's got a soft spot for those women. But men, men with uh, that hate child support, you know, they I guess there's two types. There's, there's types that believe they'll be active and know that. You don't need to get me from child support because I'm always going to be providing this thing. No need to go to those those lengths. And then there's those that look at it like, you know, they, they vilify the woman mm-hmm. and, and they don't even see what the money is supposed to be being used for. And, and, and they can't see past their, their you know, their disdain for, for the woman. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I think he probably falls on the ladder and uh, it's not a good look for him. You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not us. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He bugging. Like, how do you think that? First of all, she's old enough. She's eighteen. It's she's her last 18. child support. It's the last child support. So she's an adult now, and she's going to perceive her father's behavior as petty. Mm-hmm. Is she gonna be like, yo? If maybe you did give me child support before this, but on this last one, you took it to the next level. You petty as fuck, bro. Like, and that's going to impact her relationship with him. Like, yeah, you treat my mother this way. And now I, instead of receiving the money and donating it to where I want to go, I got to do all this work. Did you expect her to do it? But I love her. She's my mom's. Like, she gave birth to me. I'm going to do this. And I'm. she just pushed through. 
Of course it's going to affect your relationship with her. Dude, what are you talking about? Two points were made on Twitter about this. Number one was there's a sense by women, whether this is true or not, I'm not sure, but there's a sense by women that men don't realize how much they're actually going to need people Mm. once they get to a certain age in life okay Mm -hmm. so they so just the idea that a lot of men are very cavalier about their relationships especially you know nowadays where you were saying things are so transactional Mm -hmm. um there there's a lack of curiosity and wanting to just get to know someone grow with someone things like that and so they don't realize that this might be cute in your 20s, your 30s, maybe even your 40s, maybe even the beginning of your 50s. Mm. But once you start getting some back pain and some gout in your toe and some arthritis (laughs) and the diabetes, you got all the things. (laughs) And now you ain't got no woman to take care of you. You ain't never take care or been around your kids. And they're the ones that's going to be making the decisions for you later. So so that was one of the sentiments. Still eating what you want to eat. And then the second sentiment was that these same it's this same energy of hating child support is is present in the same kind of dude that also feels like women shouldn't have control over their bodies and whether or not they want to bring a child into the world so those were just two of the topics tell me what I you mean, think of that i don't think um i don't think so deeply about these things that mm-hmm. i would draw those two connections mm-hmm. like yes this is say i get the similar energy mm-hmm. um and I hear that because it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's a degree of misogyny, mm-hmm. right? There are degrees of misogyny, and so misogyny branches many different behaviors. Same sickness, different illness. I mean, different uh, symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I think it's it's, it's a similar energy where dudes um, also treat women poorly, right? And so again, misogyny. So I can see them being connected. Um, I would also say like the. Dude, like to Khalil's point, like dude was like, what has he been going through? He been collecting what? pennies. Well, we <laughs> for years. That's what he been going through. He been going to the yeah. bank. It's it's mad petty, bro. What was he going through that made him think that that was a good idea? Um, and yeah, he's in a place. He's not healthy. I mean, I appreciate your point about misogyny. I think he might not even realize that he is being misogynistic both to the woman that he made the child with but also the child she's Mm -hmm. a she's a she's a girl and Mm -hmm. i wonder if he would have dumped eighty thousand pennies on the lawn Mm -hmm. if that was where his son lived and knowing that his son would have to pick it up i don't know i don't know i'm saying i I don't know i I wonder but showing that level of misogyny as a way to relate to women in front of your child your female child yes exactly that's what i was trying to say in the beginning you petty as fuck bro and then she gonna see that Right. Welcome to the Black Spot Speech. Life hacks and shit. So Khalil has a book. Yes, he does. He's an amazing writer. Tell us all about it. Oh, Wild Tongues Can't Be Tamed. Yes. yes. Alright, come on with it. This is this is an, an anthology. Uh-huh. Um edited, put together by a young lady named Cerecia Fennel. Mm-hmm. And uh she asked to be a part of it. I met her a few years ago at a, a panel discussion I was on. Basically, uh, it's 15 writers sharing their stories of their Latinx experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from poems to coming-of-age stories, mm. um, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drop September 14th. Okay. So, cop that, uh, cop that. Right summer's over. Uh, pre-orders are available everywhere you can dream. And um, this is my foray into the, 
the publishing world. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, because Khalil is a writer and is so creative for this Black Spark Speaks, I wanted for each of us to give our own best tip for using creativity and imagination to grow as a person. So... I guess I'll start. I give give y'all time to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) The best way I feel like I use my imagination and creativity to grow as a person is just simply, simply daydreaming, simply immersing myself in the future me. Right. So I close my eyes and I see that Nia has this. I live here. My children go to this school. I own this. I'm I have this career. My relationship is like this. And I just like place myself there. Um, And the best times that I would do it. I haven't done it in a while, but the best times that I would do it was honestly in New York City, riding on the train or the bus and just like looking out the window, but not actually really looking at anything out the window, into your just, like, the yeah, just like letting the stuff go by, but I'm in my own vortex and just yes. like actually projecting myself into the future. And the amazing thing about it is that so many of those things have actually come true. Yes. So that those that's my best thing. If you can find yourself a train. <laughs> not a, <laughs> why, not we need, why we need a train? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just... just Zoning out wherever it may be. It could be on the beach or it could just be, you know, 10, 15 minutes lying in your bed before you go to sleep. Like just yeah, that's thinking wild. about what you want. Yo, so I wish I don't, I don't. So this show is good for us because we get to learn things about each other that we literally just don't talk about. <laughs> I didn't. So I was going to say visualization. Yeah. And that's the exactly technique. That, that's well, exactly mine is better. <laughs> That's exactly the technique you're using. And when you use the word vortex, I'm like, are you talking, are you referencing Abraham Hicks? Are you talking about something else? Because Abraham Hicks talks about the vortex too as well. The vortex of manifestation. And when you, when you allow yourself to get clear and to be with who you really are, the world opens up for you and you can see your future. Right. And so, yeah. So, but like you've been doing that since 1980s, <laughs> yeah. New York time. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Um, but I will say, I, I, um, then I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I do a lot of stepping out of myself. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I'm not the most outwardly empathetic person, but I do actually think empathetically, <laughs> even if it comes off as stink <laughs> when it actually comes out. <laughs> I do actually take time to like step, okay, step out of yourself and just be be Kyrie right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is he feeling? What is he thinking? What is he doing? Yes, or, I'm convinced you're an empath. You know, I've been telling you this. But yeah. <laughs> How is Tatum feeling right now? Like, I see that she's doing this and she's looking here, but there's this little bit of her that's off. Where is she at right now? So I, I do that a lot. I know. Oh, I know. I've seen you do it. That's my imagination and creativity. Yeah. What I think I use, and to piggyback on Nia's point about daydreaming, I daydream a lot. That wasn't my, that's not my answer, but... Just to piggyback, yeah. I daydream like eighty percent of the day, probably. Like I, I just, I'm always, my brain is always somewhere else. Um, I still be present, but I, I just, I always have active thoughts. Yeah. Um, I would say like, uh, whenever I have to write anything that is uh, introspective, I think those are the times where I, I think uh, a lot of either the growth takes place or I notice how much growth is taking place. One or two. Um. And or if I write something that I feel like 
I want to change or have a different opinion on when I wrote something similar, you know, some, some time before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those experiences helped me become uh, a better person. And, and also just a lot of content that I write, I feel like I have to, you got to be like a man of your word type of thing. So, you know, if I, if I set up a certain standard with certain things that I say, then it's like I got to like practice what I preach. <laughs> yeah. In a sense. yeah. And so... I gotta be true to that, so I think that that also helps me uh, be a better person through through my creativity. Nice, yeah, because you put it like on, it on you paper. put it on paper or on the screen, on the internet, and then people I'm read like, it and they think that's what you're about. Spanking people, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The opposite is how some people get in trouble because then they start to live into that lie that they're not about. Yeah, and I just I don't want, I don't want to be that guy. So no. yeah, that's wild. So um, I wish. I use, I know how powerful this visualization is, and I don't use it as much as I should or could. Um, honestly, like, I haven't done it in a long time, but for me, my creativity was coming through in some of my, I used to make beats a lot. Like, you've seen, like, I have, like, a library of stuff. It's not all great, but I have a library of stuff, right? But it helped me. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just before your time. It's just, you know, it hasn't gotten there yet. Oh, the music I hasn't kid you there. not. She's joking. I kid you not, but I've heard so many beats in the last few years, that sounded like shit that I did 10 years ago when yeah. I was sitting there in, 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 in Atlanta, like, at 3 in the morning, mm-hmm. just banging on stuff. And I'm like, this sounds like stuff that I would do. Um, but, yeah, so, like, but honestly, so part of how it helped me grow is, one, you got to learn the tool, right? So I had to learn GarageBand, and then I had to learn, um, and then I had, I had to learn Apple um, Logic, right? And so I actually spent time watching people's videos and learning about the industry and thinking about how to make the sound a certain kind of way. And it brought me into some degree of empathy for people who do it as a profession. Cause like they're yeah. sound engineers who have to listen and hear certain kinds of things. And like, and so it, it had me, it has me exploring the world differently. Like where I'm, when I'm not doing the music, I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what are you saying? That, or what are you not saying? How many beats are you coming at? You coming at a different speed? You coming at a different speed? You sound incongruent with that person, right? Yeah, there's Discord here, right? And so it's helped me a lot in, like, my counseling people and my um, leadership. And, like, so it's an interesting place to be, similarly, where you're unpresent. But I'm also, like, in another world pulling from the unsaid and pulling from the unknown to, mm-hmm. to figure out how it's showing up in this space um so yeah so making beats has helped me to hear what i wasn't trying to hear before that sounds like a whole phd thesis how making (laughs) beats can be used to help integrate teams Mm. (laughs) look at that she always coming with it she goes again i study it i study it i like that i like it it. so (laughs) they said the man could be the head of the house and I'm like, yeah, but she the neck. So I could be the head talking to everybody out, out front. And then she like, look over there. Okay, that's what we're doing. I'm going to talk over here. And she's like, that's what we're going to do now. Go over here. Okay, so this is what we're doing now, sir. Ay, ay, ay. A whole mess. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. It's Nia's Need to Know. It's Nia's Need to Know. Ratchet random. It's Nia's Need to Know. Yes, it's my turn. I was reading again on Twitter, so I get all my news. It is. <laughs> all, Black Twitter. All my ratchet news, for sure. When I, when I do interviews and people ask me where I get my news, that's one of my responses. My, I get a lot of news from Twitter. Yeah. No, it's not the sexy response. 
<laughs> but no, I don't I get it from like Twitter, just people saying shit. I get it from people posting articles from news sources yeah, yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. So there's a distinction. And then you go to the source. Then I go to the source. Right. The source. Um, so two of R. Kelly's lawyers have asked to be removed from his defense team ahead of the sex trafficking trial. <laughs> Look at the times. <laughs> <laughs> they say their reasons are significant and it's impossible for them to continue representing him. There you go. Okay, if that's not enough. So for the send-off, I want to say, watch who you cape for. Like, Yummy. watch who you stand for. Like, yes. y'all went into this right. knowing who he you was. You knew who he was. You knew who he was. The Bears uh, are who we thought they were. Yes. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> you knew who he was before you said, "Yeah, let me take this case on." And now, all of the shit done came out, and you're like, "Oh, it's impossible, yeah, for us to continue representing him." Yeah, you're gonna end okay? up disbarred. All of those songs that y'all was bumping and grinding mm-hmm. to Fiesta and the Age remix to Admission and, mm-hmm. and yeah, half on how, a baby. And how, how, and, how many years he was trapped in the closet? Okay. Y'all thought that this was just genius music, but no. no. He was raping women to yeah. this. Well, not women. Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch who you came for. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's along the themes of what we were talking about with people not, you know, properly engaging with one another. You thought they was your friend. And all of a sudden, like, so last week I was, I caught somebody's live and they were just talking about simply, um, if there are people in your space mm-hmm. and you see them behave like snakes with Absolutely. others... Don't be surprised when you get bitten. Yes. You don't have right. to wait Clear for it to your happen space. To you. you don't have to wait. They showed you that who they Charlamagne were. That was who said that. No, I saw somebody else. Somebody oh, else. Somebody well, else. But he's right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, they showed you who they were. And I've been a victim of that. And so, yeah. Yeah, you got to pay attention to it and follow your intuition and keep it pushing. <laughs> I think it's crazy that they want to leave at the 11th hour. That's just, you know, I don't know when that uh, in that case was supposed to actually happen, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's silly. Didn't the same thing happen like, with Trump? Yes. Some people. folks jumped right before he yes. was supposed to go to trial. They were like, like, yeah, he, we're not. He's we can't been through him. a few lawyers at this point. Yeah. yeah no, and this true. dude that was running for Gail King, that dude gone too. The dude with the locks, he, he dipped right after that. <laughs> like, so, I, I mean, yes. this is all uh, apropos. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, you are caping for someone who was seen multiple times in his early career just strolling and sitting sitting at um school let out time three o'clock three thirty at at the play place at mcdonald's okay trying oh to pick up God. teenagers so i don't even understand <laughs> he was at the school let out okay so mm. anyway watch who you came for in yes. real life yes. watch what celebrities you came for you don't know the fuck they doing <laughs> yes yeah that'll bring you down <laughs> it will bring you down i like it spark it up spark it up yeah <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Black Spark Podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening.